0: Hello and welcome to a week in politics episode 32 and today we've got a very very special episode not only am i joined by albert odysseus and ed as usual but a podcast favorite a fan favorite some may say i definitely say that luke keohan is back on the podcast i think this is your first episode since like episode eight or something like that it's uh been a long time luke how are you
1: yeah i'm very good thank you yeah um well it's very nice of you to introduce me in, in that way um now i'm excited to be here and uh yeah let's uh let's crack on
0: yeah well we've got a very big episode we're going to go into the news of the week a lot of news has happened uh, in the past weeks so we've got that uh, i got a little thing for ed coming up which is going to have implications on the final of the tim farron cup sponsored by the lgbtq foundation uh so we've got that coming. and also room sw1 later on speak of the house this is going to be the final room sw1 and i'll explain why later on in the show and possibly next week if i forget but onwards we go so the news of the week the main story uh this week is the police and crime bill which has been put to parliament uh, it got voted uh it got voted through uh, on the first round of voting um and this bill is very controversial and uh, it's gonna be very difficult to break down there's a lot to it um but the main thing which has been controversial is the uh tougher restrictions on protesting uh, in the uk so i'll start with luke first uh, luke what did you make of the police and crime bill i know i don't think you would support it but what do you think of it
1: well, um, I did look at the uh, the parliamentary debate. I watched it very briefly yesterday. I think it was yesterday, um, and uh, yeah, no, it was a very, very uh, interesting debate, very, very hotly uh, debated in in the chamber. Um, as you said, yeah, there's a, a big controversial thing there about the protesting. And the Conservatives are 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 in favour of this bill. Obviously, it's a government bill, um, and Labour have been very, very firm opposed to it. Um, look, I think that everything that's happened recently and obviously we're not going to talk too much about everything that's happened recently but you know the whole idea of protesting has come to the fore now uh, you know not only in, in just in this case but across this last year with with everything that happened with the black lives matter movement as well protesting has been seen as a much more popular way of protesting um or popular protests have been more popular by um by by virtue of, of a political event so i think that it's it was always going to be quite a controversial uh, bill um you know, I I I'm going to leave it to other people to decide whether or not this should go through. But you know, in my in my opinion, um, it's obviously an example of quite quite tough government control. Um, and I know that this I know that the government have said that it's a protection of human rights, but it is on that border going towards you know much more authoritarian moves there by the conservatives. Um, and uh, yeah, look, it's one of those things that. I don't think it's the right time to be talking about this. Although everything's going on with COVID, and I think it's very important that you know there isn't mass gatherings. I think at the same time there should be. It shouldn't just be a, a police state. We should we should have the ability to process process when and whenever we whenever we
0: like. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned a police state there, and obviously the the regular um, on the podcast Ed, who's a, a very against police states. Ed, what do you think of it?
2: Um, yeah, I mean. I think this is a pretty direct attack on the freedoms we have in this country. It's a pretty direct attack on the right to protest. Specifically, I take big issue with, there's a couple of clauses there that basically give the police the power to arrest protesters and stop protests if there's, I believe the wording was, uh, severe distress, disturbance, or annoyance, Uh, which, I mean, that is the whole point of a protest I mean but you're, well, you're, essentially this bill gives the police the power to stop any and all protests well
0: we'll get into like, we'll get into that because uh, yeah that's not necessarily factually correct but um we'll get into that in a in a second well that the I mean,
2: now, so. yeah okay <laughs>
0: um, yeah uh, says, I mean just to provide clarity
3: on exactly what it does and doesn't say the exact wordings are that it can stop protests which could cause serious unease, and create criminal penalties people who cause, and exactly quoting from things, serious annoyance. So Ed's exactly right in what he says there. That's that's not something anyone can dispute. Um, I think that it's a completely stupid bill. It kind of sets my mind back to, uh, you know, when me and Harvey did a little podcast just after Boris Johnson became prime minister and I talked about how he has a bit of a contempt for any sort of accountability and lots of aspects of democracy. And I've kind of been vindicated by this because this is clearly anti-democratic. I'd also point out some, I mean, you also have the problem of the bully that is Pretty Patel, uh, who's also pushing us through, who's a total nutcase, but that's a side matter. Someone else who needs to be discussed is Cressida Dick. I find it absolutely incredible that she's in charge of like policing in London, which she shouldn't be because she's been involved in numerous scandals in the past anyway, um, but she's actively trying to put in more, like basically limits on protests in London, and I kind of think like you're in charge of policing in a mega city essentially that's a democracy how are you not expecting to have to deal with protests like that's part of your job deal with it and stop being just a buffoon uh and yeah i think it's a complete disaster for democracy i'm very angry that keir starmer has sort of shied this issue initially asked them to abstain and put pretty weak opposition to it um so yeah i think everyone involved
0: uh, albert
4: yeah, yeah. I, I mean, similar thoughts to what's been said really. Yeah, that I think it's a very poorly thought through bill with a lot of sort of just like questionable elements. Like there's this clause about uh, how you could be faced up to 10 years in prison for uh, damaging memorials or statues, which is such a ridiculous, like, you know, you could get, you could, you could be out of prison for, for killing someone in 10 years. And so, you know, other, other, other much worse crimes that you could be put in prison for for 10 years than damaging the statue. You know, and and as I say, as mentioned about Cresta Dick, there, there's so much, there's there are a lot more pressing issues, I would say, you know, facing the police in London or anywhere else really than this kind of thing. So yeah, I think it's a bad a bad bill.
0: I think I think there's a lot to unpack. I think there's a lot to unpack here. I think, it, it, I think we focus a lot on the protesting, and that's such a small part of this bill. it's, it's a huge bill, massive. Uh, you know the tougher sentences for child murderers, uh, child abusers, sex uh, sex offenders, rapists, killer drivers, those who desecrate war memorials. That's a, it's huge. Maybe not ten years. That's a bit steep, but I think that's just more of a deterrent. Um, and also, you know, when it comes to the protest thing, you know, the serious disturbance. Uh, you know, I've always disagreed, I've, I've said it many times on this podcast, I thoroughly disagree with uh, extinction rebellions, tactics um, of blocking streets, blocking things like that, blocking hot, um, the press, freedom of the press when they stopped the newspapers going out of just the Daily Mail and, and the Sun and stuff, which was absolutely absurd. Um, but I don't agree with, um, you know, giving police more powers when it comes to protest. I think everyone has a right to protest, even if you agree or disagree, as long as it's peaceful, as long as it's orderly, as long as it isn't disrupting the goings on of ambulances, press things like that I think that's that's a bit ridiculous you know you can block a street but don't block the press going out doing you know getting newspapers out um but then people you keep people keep forgetting. I think you've all forgotten as well that this has now got to go through the committee stage and a lot of rumblings that I've I've heard from different people is that a lot of conservatives are not happy with the protesting side of it they're not happy with the curbing of freedoms there and we've got to remember that yes it's been voted through this time but the concerted have considerable power when it comes to the committee stage I don't think that and I highly I do predict and I'm very confident this that i don't think that the protesting thing will be here when it comes to the third reading i think that'll be gone i think it'll be it'll be scrapped out so uh, uh, yeah i think it'll just i think that's that was in there to try and sneak it through it's been voted through the first time just to get through to the committee stage but i do not think that it's going to get through any further than that but yeah i agree and obviously when you said about Crested Dick, i think the left and right can come together and say that she's an appalling appalling and shocking person to be leading the the met police she's an absolute disaster and i think she did nothing over the protests in the summer when coronavirus was around and then she's now taken the wrong step when it came to the sarah everard vigil and, and all the stuff that her, horrifying scenes that happened around then so yeah so i do agree with with parts of what you're saying but i do think that the the protest side is a little bit over exaggerated i don't think it will be there in in a month's time when it goes back to back to the house of commons can i just quickly say as well <laughs> sorry I, do you want to go? no go on you go i was just saying i hope not
1: well, as someone who's who grew up in London and li- lives in London, not at the moment, but uh, when I'm back home, yeah, um, it's Cressida Dick and, and the Metropolitan Police are uh, an organisation, a person in an organisation who are extremely controversial amongst Londoners. Um, it's not even just with this. I remember when I last came on the podcast and we were talking about the Black Lives Matter movement, um, and uh, I think I referred to uh, numerous incidents within the Metropolitan Police where institutional racism has been a big problem. Um obviously we're talking about something quite different in this, in this particular issue, but I think uh, this idea of the Metropolitan Police being increasingly authoritarian um, is something that is a trend that we've seen throughout recent history. And the people of London are extremely angry and annoyed about this. Um, and I think it, it, it's 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 a wider problem, of course, in other parts of the UK, but I think the fact that it's centred here on London um, just fuels the tension even further.
2: Absolutely. Can I be clear about something as well? Is like, um, first of all, I think this is like, we're 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 sort of giving our opinions about this, but I think it's pretty clear. Like, this is hard to stress how much of like an undemocratic move this is, and I think it really shows the the priorities of the Tory government that like they're just willing to go so far in cracking down on people who are just advocating for human rights. But, the, but, am- but then in again my view, it's like against it's against international law
0: but oh, wait, wait wait wait! it's not but the, the beginning well, you, you're, fo- you're focusing on you're focusing on a really really niche part of this bill and that's the thing and, and that and that's what a lot of people are doing and i understand why it's a very controversial so i find it controversial i don't agree with it and i don't expect it to be there in a month's time but there's what? so much more there's so much more that's what i'm saying that's why i list off a lot of things this bill does there's so much more this bill does and, and i think if people understood the way that you know parliament works the committee stages work realize that a lot when a bill goes through the first reading and the second reading in parliament then goes to the committee stage very little of it that went through the second reading unless it's a perfect bill voted on agreed by all the house actually makes it into the the, the final bill that gets the third and fourth readings it, it, it's not going to be there it's so controversial it's not going to be there in
2: well then why put it in in the first place
0: because because that's what the Conservative Party wanted to do, or the government wanted to do, not the Conservative Party. I think a lot of the Exactly, that's Party what I find concerning. Yeah, well, yeah, we, that's
2: yeah. Just,
3: that just shows how much of a shambles the government is, that Absolutely, they would actively yeah. want so, You know, you talk so much about cancel culture and freedom of speech, but the Conservative 100%. government have actually tried to pass
0: legislation oh, that basically... 100%. Actively limits the
3: rights to protest. I think that's...
0: Yeah, 100% that's, obviously. Of it the it right doesn't... Right no, right. no one should have their right to protest, no matter what, because... Like I've always said, people may disagree with the way a protest that's going on, but then there's going to be a time when someone else's views that you agree with will want to protest and you don't want to get the same treatment. You know, everyone deserves the right to protest. It should not be be tampered with. It definitely shouldn't be in the hands of the Met Police because, let's be honest, it will be. Protests don't really happen much anywhere else in the country. That's all the central, main ones happening in London. Uh, and like we saw, you know, the, this area of Everard thing got shut down in, in, in London. We had one here in Cardiff. It didn't get shut down, um, you know, and and... You do it just it definitely shows the police the police should not get more rights until they they learn to know how to handle it better but like i said this bill there is some good parts of this bill there is some controversial parts of this bill it doesn't make the whole bill bad you know there is a lot of things in there tougher sentences on a lot of these things which people get away with a lot of the time you know child murderers um you know child abuse things like that a lot of that is is common sense, and I'm glad that they've covered that. But then again, maybe they could have done two bills, but anyway, we'll wait and see, a month's time. I'm confident they won't be there in a month's time, but uh, we'll wait and see. But on to the second big news story of the week, and I'm very, very passionate, I'm very happy about this one um, because it's my Brexit smugness comes through. Um, the EU have, in well, certain EU countries, uh, have halted the use of the AstraZeneca vaccine because of fears of it rate-making blood clots. Um, I'll start with you, Luke. Um, what do you think this is a political move from the eu because well i certainly think it is but what do you think what do you mean a political move well i mean i mean there's uh, the, the fact that i saw is uh 17 million doses of it in the in this country uh 30 cases of blood clot uh nothing not not higher than it is usually in the general population um but then they're making a big song and dance about it uh because they haven't got enough vaccine basically they haven't got enough supplies of it and that's That's their fault. That's somehow taken out on Oxford AstraZeneca. Uh, I see it as a political move uh, to halting it to make it to sort of, you know, uh, undermine the effectiveness of the vaccine. I think it's a I think it's a damning move from from the EU and mainly France. Um, But I was just wondering what, what you guys thought of that.
1: Well, I don't know. I don't know about I don't know about being a political move. I don't know about that. But what I would say is I think you are right in saying that the you've got, got it wrong on this. I think that's very clear. Um, there's only been 40 cases of this blood clot among 17 million people who have taken this vaccine. Uh, and even experts say that there is no direct relation towards uh, towards these two things. Um, so I think it's a, a poor, poor decision, but I think what he talks about there about France in particular is actually very interesting because it's something that's been in the news quite a lot recently, you know, even before this incident with the AstraZeneca, uh, vaccine. And that's that France have been very, re- uh, the citizens of France are very reluctant to take the vaccine anyway. They've been very against it. Um, altogether. There's a whole ethical thing in that country about taking vaccines, which, you know, in, in, here in the UK is just quite, quite remarkable, really, you know, I think altogether, we're quite on board with this vaccine. So yeah, and I think you're also right in um, one thing that I think Brexit has got right in some respect is the uh, is the fast tracking of the virus you wouldn't have to pass all of the EU safety laws, which, as we've seen now, aren't always the most effective approach to getting vaccine vaccinations, um, you know, in, in public, in public places um but look i don't know if it's a political move but what i would say is that you know across europe there is a greater hesitancy to take the vaccine anyway so you know i don't think it's necessarily um an eu problem i think it's i think it's a cultural problem as well actually so i'll put the question
0: out there for for all of you anyone can chip in why if if there's a culture in in europe about you know anti-vaccine very skeptical about taking the vaccine why would countries do this which is very damning to uh, the vaccine take-up in Europe. Why would they say this when it's clearly not true? It's clearly f- quite fabricated or, or over-sensationalised.
3: Okay, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come in on this. Okay, so first all, I'm afraid that I'm going to have to metaphorically take down union jack-bunting, Harvey, because this actually has nothing to do with Brexit. Um, <laughs> it European has nothing to do with Brexit. Brexit. It's just it nice to be, nothing. it's just, it it Harvey, just Harvey, smug let, to Harvey, see. Harvey, let me finish. It's just let me, just smug. Harvey, right, this has absolutely nothing to do with Brexit. The European Medical Agency, which is like the medical aspects, if the EU still recommends the AstraZeneca vaccine, there's still 10 EU countries that are continuing with it, and there's plenty of non-EU countries that have actually decided to suspend the vaccine anyway. So this particular thing, obviously the thing that we've discussed in the previous podcast did, this really has nothing to do with the European Union. Um, what we basically have is we have countries where they have different regulations that mean that they have to change what they're doing with the vaccine. So for example in Germany, Basically, because there's a small review going on that I think is suspended on Monday and will almost certainly be reinstated tomorrow, the at Astra, the AstraZeneca event uh, vaccine. Basically, when there's a review ongoing about the safety, the you know German laws for whatever reason pre-set before coronavirus means that you can't be using vaccine. Uh, also, I would point out that what Luke mentioned in terms of the things with the EU and the vaccine is that actually. A lot of countries don't have to be uh, reliant on the EU, even if they are member states. As I mentioned, for example, there, 10 countries in the EU are still carrying on anyway, actually using the European medical agency's advice. And also you have uh, countries that have been using vaccines that aren't approved by the European Union and countries that have been unilaterally ordering vaccines. The UK actually had a choice to join the EU one anyway and chose not to, uh, you know, fairly wisely. Uh, But yeah, this basically has nothing to do with the European Union. Um, it's just certain countries, some for different reasons in some cases, but largely just of underlying regulation that are obviously different to the current, the, that in the UK.
0: Yeah, I, I saw a report actually. You know, I say I agree that I never actually said it was because of Brexit. Like my smugness was coming because of countries treating us the way they are, uh, because we're gone. Um, Wait, how? Which countries are treating the, U- the UK well, as they f- are? Uh, well, I mean, France uh, mainly. Um, but not, not all, From, not I mean, all European I mean, countries. Actually the said, but it was the, the, the anyway. EU. The <laughs> EU. Well, I mean, yeah, he, well, he has, he has, you know, delayed it on 30 cases out of 17 million, which is quite ridiculous, to be honest. Um, but That's probably but, to do with French regulation anyway. But Well, the, well, same. no, I don't think it is. But anyway, um, I don't know. I'm just, I just lost <laughs> my opinion. Um, but anyway, no, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying, Oddie, is, is, is um, the actually the EU have been uh, fairly all right. All right. But, by, you know, as in the past, past couple of weeks, they've been all right. They've been quite quite contemptible, actually. I've not, not been too pissed off with them, as I usually am um but no i I think with france i'm just going to echo what luke said there it it makes me quite confused i think is the is the word quite questionable of the leadership there when there's such high euro uh, skepticism of vaccines in in europe and they and they start doing stuff like this you would think that their communications would be to sort of try and limit the, the threat of a vaccine rather than you know halt it it does raise panic in in europe and it is quite alarming to be honest but um but anyway you know that's that's it albert have you got anything to add to that
4: Well, yeah, I think that it's often about like paranoia or like from the governments, like they think if there's bad press about side effects, fewer people would take it then. So that's why I feel like a lot of them would have just said, right, we should just stop using it. But I think that that's, as we've said, it's just counterproductive, really, like you're better off, you know, reinforcing the message that they are actually safe. You know, It reminds me of when there was a scandal about um, autism, uh, like being caused by the MMR vaccine, you know, like blood clots happen lots of older people and lots of old people have also had this vaccine so you know it's not necessarily this, it, one causes the other is what i'm essentially, essentially saying so yeah it's it's a stupid thing to do you should everybody should take it
0: mm-hmm. ed have you got any, any any last remarks
2: everyone who takes their vaccine enjoys their big dose of autism coming oh here we go ed <laughs> ed's a police state anti-vaccine
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can always rely on ed um and ed you'll be getting your um your your sort of revet your punishment for saying stuff like that coming up very, very shortly. Um, <laughs> you get embarrassed live on the air. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, Oddie, you've got an in, the weekly international story. And our last week's one about Mexico was very exciting. But what have you got for us this week? Well, this week, um, I think that there's been
3: some interesting changes. and in, Well, not interesting, very upsetting, actually. Changes in Mozambique, where we've seen uh, the re-emergence of a group that is associated with uh, the Islamic State um, and there's been reports by uh, an engine i believe it was save the children but i'm not that sure it was it was an aid agency of some kind that was uh you know reporting that people have been beheaded over there i know that the united states are already um training troops i think some of which are chadain troops and perhaps other african countries to sort of fight back against these uh, militant groups but but what do we think you know there was sort of the idea that and you know correct idea actually that daesh had been really forced back but now they've sort of got other groups that are clearly becoming quite an issue again what, what do we think the reactions this should be
0: um, well I've, I've heard boris johnson's preparing more nuclear warheads uh, no i'm joking um, <laughs> uh, we shouldn't we shouldn't use them that's that's bang out of order for me nuclear warfare is a deterrent um no i don't know i don't know what did everyone else think i'm i want to listen to this i enjoy these international stories because i don't know much about it but i like listening to what other people more you know people wise in the world say so uh, Luke
1: what do you think um well I haven't f- first I haven't heard the story so it's actually quite good to hear this story um secondly I think look I mean if this is a question of intervention or non-intervention you know it's uh, obviously just look at the Middle East and you can say t- you know s- take an example out of successful and unsuccessful intervention mostly unsuccessful um but look I think um I don't think we should rush into making any decisions. That would be my first thing. Uh, I think we need to look at this a little bit more um, critically and and see exactly what the issue is. Um, because the problem with with interventional, with Islamic, Islamic fundamentalists, is that it's not just one group that's a certain problem there's lots of offshoots of certain groups and i think that's one thing that people who argue for intervention don't actually quite realize that there's is actually more than just one person or one organization it's actually a lots of different organizations working together although some of them are a bit more minute um so i think that's what i would say is let's not rush into anything um let's look at the intelligence that we get and uh, and and wait to see because you know it's far too quick to, to make any rash decisions
0: Mm-hmm. anyone else got anything to say that? i mean i'm i'm a you know against intervention unless it's absolutely necessary that's uh that sounds, sounds sensible luke i enjoy that you should get you in there as a defense secretary or foreign oh, secretary not. here definitely not uh, <laughs> maybe you're coming up in room sw1 for speaker of the house we'll find out in a bit uh albert anything to say on that
4: yeah, no, I, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with what's been said. Really, there, I don't think that there's any uh, resource in Mozambique that would prompt us to have any interest in that. So uh, I don't think we'll be getting involved anytime soon. Albert,
0: you've been a strong advocate for the Iraq War for so long. You're a big Tony Blair uh, fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, Tony, you, you you loved him. Tony Blair fan. Tony Blair fan. That's, that's the thing. My mistake. Uh, words mixed up. Tony Blair fan is Albert. Albert Jennings is. I uh,
1: definitely wouldn't be nice tasting if it was
2: a fan. Just put it out there.
0: Uh, <laughs> be all full of oil won't it um, it would promise to yeah, be tasty I
2: mean, yeah. and then when you bit into it we realize that those promises would unfulfill
3: yeah. <laughs> disgusting exactly. well, maybe maybe next week we should sort of say what is your favorite type
0: of flan yes <laughs> I'll, I'll be i'll be happy with that i mean i, I mean yeah it, it'd be a very very dire discussion to be honest it'd be quite very very boring but uh for the average listener probably haven't made it this far so uh so yeah I- we can do that um okay moving on Ed, uh, you are usually left out of the quizzes in this, in this podcast, You're usually left out. And I feel really bad because as much as your intellect on po- politics is absolutely the worst I've ever seen from anyone, you know nothing about general knowledge of politics, facts, people, whatever, That's you're shocking. Yeah. And you can admit that, you're, you're, you're terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got great opinions, but your actual political knowledge of, of politics is it, shocking. Um, so I've made a little quiz for you now when we were planning this podcast, I did make the thing that usually the quiz that I do for out, but not to say it's like the champions league. It's huge. Um, it's like the, it's like the oblivion, at Alton towers. You are like the teacups, this quiz. It's very, very minute. So it, what it is, Ed, it's five, six questions on. The podcast, 31 episodes of the podcast. We've, had, we've discussed lots. We've had a lot of laughs, a lot of moments, a lot of guests. And I've got a, six questions. And I just want you to, to refresh your knowledge on this. Just see how much, you know, how much you've been paying attention on your appearances on this um oh and uh while i say this i do have a bit of news a bit of sad news um i've i've spoken to uh, my co-host on this as well and i just want to let people know that i will be stepping back from the podcast in the summer uh, i'll still be appearing in bits i'll still be doing a few things but i'll be passing on hosting duties uh elsewhere i've got a few things going on which i'll explain later to the time uh, but i will be i will be stepping back i uh, made that conscious decision and uh, I'm looking forward to to new new things but yes but uh obviously St. Albertson will be we'll, not really, Ed because he very rarely turns up but those two will um do a great podcast i'll still be appearing on but just not doing what i'm doing right now i'm planning at all and stuff like that but um but yeah so ed let's get on with with question one and this is sort of a recap for everyone here some great memories so ed who was our first big guest
2: our first big guest um i'm sorry luke you i'm guessing i don't us. count no <laughs> uh, and luke doesn't count
0: no no and neither does uh Jonathan Dawson, uh,
2: Malcolm Solok, and Joel
0: Cater, they do not count. <laughs> I'm sorry, maybe
1: maybe in 20 years' time, I might be. Maybe, maybe, yeah,
0: maybe Luke. Possibly, maybe. Hopefully. Um... No, not just maybe, definitely. <laughs> oh,
2: thank you. did a joke you. to you. <laughs> yeah. Reed, no, not Reed Howard. That was later. Is uh, it Tom Howard?
0: It was Ed. Congratulations. Maybe. That's one point. Very good. Is right. that just long enough for you to scroll down our Facebook? Page? <laughs> <laughs>
2: no number two i don't follow, I don't follow on facebook
0: either. yeah question two uh who was our first elected official now not actually sitting as an elected official but had been an elected official on the podcast
2: well oh, on in rest in sw1
0: no 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 just as a guest as a guest
2: Mostly these are guests i'm confused what do you mean
0: well who was our first elected official like the first elected person oh, oh
2: i see right um oh god the supreme doesn't count i'm guessing never won (laughs) um was it vince cable
0: it wasn't it was natalie bennett Nasty ah, but no problem, no problem. Still plenty of time to get him. because this is the, the amount of questions you get right is going to impact a lot here, Ed.
1: Can I say a um, quick shout out to Vince Cable because of his great chat about his uh, his late wife? I really, yes, yes. Enjoyed that.
0: Um I had to I had to drink coffee during that. I thought I was going to fall asleep. <laughs> um, no disrespect to his dead wife, obviously. Um, but question number three, Ed: uh, How many cups? Uh, how many like uh, quiz cups has Albert won?
2: Um. Oh. He said this recently. Uh, is it I
0: don't know, two? It's a big fat zero. Albert's never won <laughs> a cup. Really? Never I won a cup.
2: Pre- oh, no, yeah, of course. Never yeah. wins. He's
0: shocking at the quizzes. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question number four Who is our prime minister in room SW1? Oh, I don't
2: know. Uh, oh, it wasn't Piers Corbin, was it?
0: No, he was Chancellor. It was Ed Miliband. Uh-huh.
2: Ed Miliband. Right? Oh, yeah. Um,
0: so, number five. Uh, who was our most popular guest on Views? Now, I haven't actually said this on the podcast, but I have told you in, in person who it is. Mm. Who do you think it was our most popular guest was?
2: Uh, I would guess... Hmm, I guess it would be like, the most I don't know, Edwina Curry.
0: Ooh, close there, close. She was second. It was Jackie Weaver. Jackie Weaver oh. got the uh, the one there. See, so from the Hanford Parish Council. Final question Ed. This is a huge question. Who was our first quiz cup named after?
2: Uh, Chakaramuna.
0: Oh, it was Tom Harwood. It was a Tom oh, Harwood testimonial. No. So, Ed, you got one out of six there. I thought you would have done better than that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a shambles. Um, so this this is, this is has got huge implications there because do you know what happens? I'm going to get people excited now. So at the end of the show, we've got the final of the Tim Farron Cup. Otto says now we're going head to head, but Luke is going to be hosting. That's the big surprise. Luke has made a quiz. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be great. I don't know any of the questions. There's going to be no... Uh, you no know, people oddly says called me biased last week and, and uh cheat i can't get that this week no no thing in this at all i can't swing the vote but what i can do is make the rules this is the only
2: valid quiz basically now,
0: ed as you got one right as you got one i'm mm. putting you on a team so you and me are going to join teams for this quiz so you're going to be on a sales' team because he's oh. winning because you're winning if he, wait, because be... w- wait how does that make this sense the, because I'm winning, I get the worst because player. Surely I it's should it's get a, got, he's not the handicap. worst He's not the worst. He, 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 if I remember correctly, the quiz that we're going to do, which is going to we'll say later on, I, Ed actually won last time. Uh, was a tiebreaker, but he did win. Albert, I'm going to be on your team. Uh, and I'm going to try and help you bring home your first ever quiz cup. And this wow. is going to be huge. So there the, there that's the rule. Ed, if you got more than that, you'd be on Albert's team. But you didn't get past the quota of four. Uh, so you didn't uh, you, you're on the team teams. So it's sort of punishing Odyssey at the same time as ridiculing you but yes yeah, so that's it uh, later on in the podcast the final segment of the quiz hosted by Luke Albert and myself against assess and Ed for the cup so we'll see you all in a bit so it's time for Room SW1 the final Uh, part of Room SW1. We've done the whole cabinet. We went even far as that as culture, media and sports. we were really at the bottom of it now and I feel like we can't really go much further um, until we get into the shocking one. So I've got something else planned for next week but this time it's the final. It's the man who's not in the cabinet but he's the most powerful person in the House of Commons. It's the Speaker of the House. Now as we've got Luke joining us this week, I will not be taking part in this but I'll be judging. So it'll be come down to my vote. So you've got to make your cases absolutely perfect to impress me. Uh, so we'll start with Albert. Albert, who is your nomination for Speaker of the House?
4: Well, for, for the role of Speaker, I think someone like John Burko sort of illustrated that you need a commanding presence, uh, a booming voice to sort of make oh, sure no. that everybody follows <laughs> what you're saying. So uh, my choice is Brian Blessed, because uh, I believe he would have the sort of charisma, the booming voice to be able to control the members of Parliament, you know. If he was to shout at you to, you know, order, you would you would listen to him. I think so. Yeah, my choice is very Blessed. As
2: soon as you don't... said booming voice, I knew it'd be Honest
3: First, I like to point out how Harvey said it's going to come down to me this week. Like, as if it doesn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true.
3: <laughs> but no, you know, I think that I always like to not think so much about the role, but think about the qualities associated with the role. But essentially, your speaker is someone. Holds who basically hasn't really got that many talents but holds together what is basically a failing organization, a crumbling (laughs) parliament, and basically just a sort of uh, a carnival of people who are all a little bit strange. Uh, someone who embodies all of these is Jada Franzen for me. Um, (laughs) someone who obviously you know, when Paul Golding got sent to jail, um, and you know, they're just. Obviously, they're all nutcases in Britain first. But, you know, she she stayed there and I think she was acting leader. And so I think that she has the uh, the qualities required for this role.
0: Right, okay. Cross. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Ed, Ed, who's your
2: choice? Mine's pretty simple. You know, If you listen to podcasts, you know I'm a bit of an anarchist, chaotic neutral type. I don't think we should have a Speaker of the House telling when people can and can't speak. I think the House <laughs> of Commons should be essentially just a big verbal sparring match. People yelling, screaming, occasionally resorting to fisticuffs. I think that seat at the head should be completely empty. I say let, let, let him have at it.
0: Controversial, controversial. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last but not least, Luke, who is your nomination?
1: Right, so um, for me, the Speaker is one of the most interesting parts of the parliamentary process. He's not part of the process, but part of the parliamentary kind of uh, jargon and things. I absolutely love the idea of a speaker uh, in this country. And I'm going to go for someone who I think sums up who this kind of speaker should be. That They, they should be impartial, for one. I think that's quite important. Uh, so my candidate uh, hates is hated by or hates his own party, but also hates the other parties as well. Uh, he has a loud, booming voice, uh, which I think can strike a tone. He has some fantastic burko style insults that he hands out. Uh, So, my candidate for speaker is Peter Cabaldi as Malcolm Tucker, from the thick of it, because I think he would do a fantastic job at taking down any MP who questions his authority or does anything untoward. So, yeah, that's my
0: my, uh, candidate. That is a a very good choice. I'm liking that one already. So, I'm going to start with Albert. Brian Blessed. Now, Albert, I don't have much to say about Brian Blessed. He's got a booming voice, but... I mean, he's a very good candidate, actually, thinking about it. He's a very, very good candidate for the role. Um, do you want to argue your case a little bit?
4: Well, to my knowledge, he's not been involved in politics that I'm aware of, like as supporting a party. So I think, you know, you'd have that mutual perspective. He wouldn't be favouring either side, you know, which is important when you're the speaker. Uh, and as I say, you'd just be able to shout the odds, make sure he's heard all throughout the big chamber.
0: So, mm. Anyone got any questions to ask Albert on on this? It's, uh, it's an intriguing one, definitely. It's... He is calm. I mean, what has Brian been up to for the past couple of years? He doesn't he's seem to be doing to, much.
3: No, he's he's who is who is Brian Blessed? <laughs>
0: oh well, that that is a big point. That is a big point. The the speaker okay. needs to be well known. He needs yeah, to because know. Because he needs to understand
2: everyone understand. knows
4: him. Yeah, I was going to say just because Anastasia hasn't heard of them doesn't mean that they're not well known. Like, no. No.
0: yeah, well, I do. Who is, I mean, who is Brian Blessed though? Have you haven't ever seen yeah, Flash,
2: Flash Gordon? He
4: has like a he has a, big, he has a big beard and he like. <laughs> he yells a lot he, yeah, oh wait they, is he the guy that
3: plays flash
4: and in ted
2: no
1: i can't say you can be quiet now um <laughs> i've got i've got a question for albert um because brian bless is quite old bless him um and my question would be you know when you're the speaker you've got to be in the role for a certain amount of time you can't just be there for a couple of years you've got to be in for long haul so my question would be you know is he going to survive the full you know eight nine years that you have to be a speaker
4: are you asking, is he is he tough enough? That, you no, know, is he is he's he's old. too old?
1: He's too old, is my point. You know, no, he's too
4: old. Yeah, now, well, I think he's probably he's probably a similar age to the person there, or he's the guy we
0: have at the moment is quite old. But is he? But I, I, the one concern I've got, Albert, is his booming voice might be too booming. I think he might want to be the yeah. star of too often, and uh, and I do have concerns about that. You know, I want I you know it's not about Brian, it's about Parliament.
1: I have actually googled him, and he is 84 years old.
0: (laughs) Okay, yeah, wow. The current current
4: speaker is only actually 63. Okay, (laughs) my dad said, I'm sorry, Albert, 84.
0: (laughs) Okay, over to Ed. Ed, you said no one. Um, That's going to be absolute anarchy, anarchy. I know you are. I know you like your anarchy. I know you like your anti-police states and all this stuff. But (laughs) this is is, you you arguing earlier about you know democracy and. The Republic, I'm joking, it's not Star Wars. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think you've, you know, it, there needs to be someone in that chair. There's got to be, just someone. You could have put just any old Joe in there. You know, your friend from Morrison's from the couple of rounds ago,
2: sat <laughs> in that chair. But I, no, I think it's, you know, the problem with politics is it's all too civil. You know, I think we need to return to the good old days when discussions were basically resolved with, you know, gladiatorial arena. I think that's like how you weed out the weak. And how the, you know, if you if you really care about an issue, you know, you're willing to fight for the debt to the death for it. I,
0: think. I mean, but that's the thing, though. That's the thing. I don't think many people in this parliament care about the issue. I think they're just career politicians. Exactly. And I know, I know, a hundred percent that Matt Hancock would win a fight. Like I know he would. Like I'm not saying he's strong or tough. He's just so weedy. He's going to win a fight, and and I don't he'd probably, probably
2: like that. lace his sword with poison or something. Yeah, yeah. something
0: like that, would not he? Yeah, he would. He would just he would have like a little like pen, like a letter, um, a letter knife <laughs> or something, and just lace it with poison and stab someone, or just cut them, and he'd wait five seconds and they're dead. And I just think that's not what I want. I want strong people. So maybe maybe a, an alternative to yours uh, would be someone who is you know have this anarchy, but. You know, keep it keep it civil. Keep it make like, sure that people know what's coming and not just absolute battle royale in the in in Westminster. Um, Otter says, "I've got a I've got a few things on yours. She's a racist. Um, she's a fascist. She's a racist. And as much as we don't have many fascists or racists in this, well, actually, we've got Pierce Corbyn. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I'm struggling to think that she will do a very good job at keeping you know uh, keeping." impartial in there i think she's going to be very concerned about left-wing views in, in this parliament
3: um well you know i think that like firstly i'd point out that you can guarantee that she actually wouldn't really side with either be party because she hates both of them for <laughs> not being racist so actually i think that's weirdly a plus point um <laughs> but i do think that actually i think that you know one thing you mentioned they're not being a lot of fascists There also not a lot of women in our cabinet and i think that we do oh no we, don't play the women card on me saying, <laughs> you know i do think that we probably could do with some more women. and also like like i say you know both party obviously in different ways you know i'm not saying they're exactly the same because racist people are worse than non-racist people but, but you know essentially britain first rallies in parliaments of pittsby because are basically just a carnival of weirdos so i think that jada franzen is well suited to this job Mm. Anyone got any questions for Odessa on his
2: far-right fascist? Interest? She does fit the bill that we've got going so far.
3: Is she in prison? I well, I don't think she is, and if she does get arrested, in the future, <laughs> which will be, which is increasingly likely compared to everyone else here, <laughs> she could be the speaker
0: via Zoom from her prison cell. I think i of doing it. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I've got a name. I got a name for that, but I won't mention it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyone got any questions for Odie's far-right? option here
1: <laughs> well I mean obviously the, the, the former speaker John Burko was, uh, was a lot of criticism for him for being not only not impartial but also being a bully um, and I feel like Jada Franson could also be that bully
3: well you know being a bully in Parliament is quite fashionable these days <laughs> yeah. um, I think but also like what I point out is that you know could, would Jada Franson even be able to bully someone else like if she was to pick on you you just have so much ammunition to how much of a, a complete idiot she is so it'd be quite easy and and yeah i think that also because everyone would like criticize her she'd be like the weirdo of the weirdos if that makes sense and so everyone might pick on her and so she wouldn't be able to bully anyone
0: i've got a, I've, yeah the thing is with this one honestly so I, I, what i'm struggling is is that you know she's a, she likes a stone island uh, she likes a Kansas Stella. Uh, and she likes her far-right m- ra- marches and, and rallies. And what I'm concerned is, is that this could open the door to a lot of far-right people joining parliament. Um, you know, we could see Tommy Robinson, uh, Stephen Wolf, uh, joining the, um, the party, Stephen Wolf's not that far-right, but he, you know, as my brother, he's, uh, I've got to defend him. But um, I was struggling with yours, obviously, but, uh, but like I said, I'm going to come to my verdict very soon on that, Luke. Wait, can I just, I just want Luke, to but, say just one
3: yeah. very quick thing, which is, you know, you mentioned Stone Island jobs. We, we've mentioned diversity. And you know there aren't. There's a lot of suits in Parliament. A lot of suits. Lots of ties. Lots of nice shirts. Not many Stone Island jumpers. That's something <laughs> else. The Not many Cancer keep... either. Too no, much. That's happening.
0: that's true. That's true. Um, okay, Luke, you've got basically, essentially, got an open goal today to, to win this <laughs> uh, based on these three <laughs> options. Um, so, Luke, Malcolm Tucker, give us your yes. a quick argument of your case.
1: Well, as I said, I mean, Malcolm Tucker is famed for his insults as was some speakers in the past so i think that would work to his advantage and it'd be funny you get people watching um you know people would love to 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 tune in every every day to politic parliament live or whatever they watch their parliament stuff on and then also as i said you know he's hated by his own party so the labor party in the thick of it didn't really like him towards the end and also he hates them some of them and then he hates the uh the conservatives and as speakers have shown they don't actually have to be too popular within their own parties in fact as long as they've got support or you know from from all sides which Malcolm Tucker would on very small occasion I guess but I think uh, you know he's hated by all therefore he can become impartial um, and but I think the main thing is is the booming voice and the uh, and the insults which is what gets people talking I think in Parliament
2: Mm, that's the, the thing. Quick wit I, would be un, unparalleled. That's that's the thing that's good about it. The, the
0: quick wit, and I love Think of It. I'm a huge fan, and and I, and I like Malcolm Tucker. Um, the one concern is Luke is that obviously this will be Peter Capaldi playing Malcolm Tucker. Will he have a tendency to maybe swap to some of his other roles, such as the doc, Doctor Who and all this stuff? Which I wouldn't like to see his doc version of Doctor Who as the speaker. I think would be quite boring, to be honest. No,
1: no, no. I, I, I'd, I'd primarily, you know, he'd be paid for his. <laughs> For his Malcolm Tucker acting. Um, any diversion from that, then he will be impeached or or he will
0: resign. I can and make the, sure the, of it. The trouble is that we always have when people pick actors on this is other commitments. You know, a speaker's is it's a big job, it, it's a full-time job. Do, will will he have to quit his job? Because I, that's the thing I'm concerned Will he have to stop acting? And people love watching um Peter Capaldi in, in things. Will we will we get him in other things as well? Will we have to miss out on him for five years? Or will we, you know, get a um, get a mixture of part time speaker, part time Peter Capaldi and acting?
1: Well, I think that's a question for him, really I mean, he does what he wants. as Malcolm Tucker does what he wants. You know, if he wants to be Malcolm Tucker one day, he can do it. If he doesn't, you know, he can go away. So I think that's the
0: question for him, not for me. Yeah, well, that's a great choice. I'm going to come to a now. I think I've got a choice. I just have a
4: very quick question on that. that I, I remember when. um uh, Dennis Skinner got thrown out of Parliament for just calling David Cameron dodgy Dave and you know that was classed as like some form of swearing
0: by the speaker though Albert
4: yeah but, but I think that the, you know in the whole chamber you're not allowed to swear so you know it could be potentially difficult for Malcolm Tucker to avoid swearing
1: <laughs> oh he's, he's allowed just, to swear though he can, he can do it he's mm-hmm. gonna kick, who's gonna kick him out Albert
4: yeah, yeah. Speaker, i suppose you can actually
3: I know, I know that we're not supposed to do little plugs but i would just say you know i think i've heard that jada franson has never sworn in her entire life but she'd be great for that
0: role oh she's never sworn has she okay she just used other incredibly offensive language uh, across the board but, I, I should
3: point out i completely made that up but anyway
0: yeah well I, if she had never sworn in her life then i i, I would i'd quit this podcast sooner um, but um <laughs> But yes, no, I think I've made my choice. I think I've made it. So I'm going to go through. Albert, yours is out. He's 84 years old.
2: Uh,
0: he, he's 84 years old, as much as I love Brian Blessed, And we have a great laugh about Brian Blessed, he's 84. He hasn't got the stamina to run and uh, mm-hmm. to do the job properly. And uh, I'm, I'm afraid we might see him, uh, see the um, people coming in and taking his body away halfway through a debate. Uh, so I'm not having him in sadly. Uh, Ed, yours, I like the idea. But I can't have no one who's going to speak his chair. It's unconstitutional. It can't happen. There's got to be a speaker. So I'm afraid yours is, is impractical. As much as I'd love to see anarchy happen, I'd love to see it being turned to a big you fight If you want to be night. a rule stickler, then fine. And also, we already see politicians fighting pub car parks on fight night. So uh, we don't need that in, <laughs> as well. So it's between Odysseus, uh, his far right, i forgot what her name is, uh, Jaina Francine and uh, Malcolm Tucker. Now my choice here and i feel really really bad for doing this because i think i'm going to go for, Jaina for I'm going to for oh now the reason i'm doing this Luke, the reason I'm doing this is not because because of the views but i do think because she's completely impartial no party loyalty at all um and also because it's a woman and we I and mean, as, as this is the last one we went through a whole i think eight weeks without having a woman in, in there and i even though this woman is despicable and the views that shouldn't be shared by anyone she is a woman and she is impartial. And I think that is a, a suitable role for the speaker. So, Odis, I'm locking that into the Room SW1. We've got our speaker. Congratulations. I think Odis won every single one apart from like two on this. So congratulations, Odysseus. Uh, You are the king of Room SW1. And uh, yeah, we've got our speaker in there. So moving on, uh, we've got the final of the Tim Farron Cup sponsored by the LGBTQ Foundation. Thank God this is the last time I have to say that. It's a tongue twister. So Luke, over to you.
1: Yeah, well, um, since we've, since, oh, I did this quiz a couple, a couple uh, days ago. And uh, it's funny enough, some of the questions we've actually talked about some of the individuals. So they'll just be the easy ones, I guess. But um, so this, the quiz that I'm doing it on is kind of a who am I sort of political quiz where I'll read out uh, three clues about this certain person and in their teams they have to try and guess who that person is. Um, and if you get it after one clue, you can get three points after the second clue you get two points and after the third clue you get one point so as the clues go on they get a little bit more easier um so yeah does everyone understand the rules i'm sure you've guys done i'm I'm pretty sure you guys have done this sort of thing before on this podcast so it's not going to be new to anyone am i am i right we
0: are seasoned veterans of this game oh i'm not i've never never played it but uh, i'm looking forward to this
1: all right perfect so uh so you've got harvey and albert on the team oh harvey yeah harvey and and odysseus and ed okay so which one of you is going to go first. This is give the, it give it to Odysseus and Ed. Okay. Yeah, they they yeah, need, they need as much help as possible.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll start with the easy ones that we've already kind of talked about. Okay. So question number one, Odysseus and Ed. So for your first clue, I am an MP who was, I was an MP for nearly 50 years. Do
2: you want to have a guess? Got Bro, right. Just kidding. Give us the next clue. Okay, Wait, next. what?
3: Ed? Ed oh, don't, no,
2: don't, you don't, don't know he... it from there.
3: Well, no, I hadn't. I had an idea, and you know, I was thinking of mm-hmm. going for an early punt because, like, the person I know that's been very long-serving is Harriet Harman, but I'm not sure if she's been quite that long.
1: Is that, that going to be your guess? Or do you want no, me to we'll second?
3: go for the next clue. We'll go for the next okay. clue. All
1: right. The second clue: I'm referred to, or was referred to, as the Beast. The Beast. Not, it's not Mark Labbett.
0: Oh, cool. Cool. <laughs> <Close> personal
1: <laughs> friend of mine. Because as far as I know, Mark Lebet wasn't an MP for nearly fifty years.
3: A beast? Oh, I have absolutely no idea. I'm glad to didn't go for Harriet Harman. Um, <laughs> will okay cool. we'll go that. She season. is a beast. Actually. What on about? <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, you're for one point. I was kicked out of the House of Commons for calling David Cameron dodgy Dave. Oh, <laughs> oh
3: yes, yeah. yeah, danny Skinner.
1: Dennis Skinner yeah, is I, correct. I
0: have to admit, I think I, I had that on the first clue, I think. It's been him and Ken Clark.
1: Yeah, one. that's, yeah. Okay, so what to say, Ned, you've got one point. So uh, Harvey and Albert,
2: Come your on, Albert. question.
0: I am the MP for Chorley. That's a, it's the speaker, isn't it, Albert?
2: Um,
0: it is, it is. It's a speaker.
4: Are we certain? I think Yes,
0: 100%. Lindsay Hoyle. Yeah, so it's correct.
1: It's uh, so Lindsay Hoyle. Oh. Okay. Those are the ones that we talked about. Those individuals on the podcast. So, it it <laughs> a little bit more, hopefully, harder. Uh, okay, question number uh, number two for Odysseus and Ed. So, I served as a vice president of the United States, and my home state is Nebraska. Ooh.
2: Uh, is- yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, the only one I can think of is Mike Pence. I don't think he did Nebraska.
3: Right, should we go to the next clue, Ed? Yeah.
2: Right,
3: next clue.
1: Okay, I was portrayed. By Christian Bale in a recent film. (sighs) I
2: never saw it. (laughs) God damn it.
3: Wait, you've seen the film and you don't know. No, I haven't seen it. You (laughs) haven't seen it. I was going to say. There's a little bit of hostility
2: in the other team here, Albert. (laughs) Kicking off. We need to work together.
3: Right. Okay. Let's just
2: have a next clue then.
1: Okay. For one point. Before I became vice president, I was secretary of defense under the George H W Bush administration.
3: Um Right, well it's obviously Republicans. It's you know, uh he'll, he he wait, he, which other Republican vice presidents do we actually know except for Mike Pence? <laughs>
2: I'm trying to think. Um Cheney, no he wasn't under Bush, was he? Or was he? That's, the only, that's no. literally the only other one I can
3: think oh, of. Oh, should we just go Mike? Was Mike Pence from Nebraska?
2: I don't think so. Good. Certainly i afternoon going rush you bridge. here, guys.
4: will have to hurry them, yeah. Yeah, you're
2: going to have to rush here. Should we do... here. This is
4: okay. just show the Dick? for time.
1: For... Okay, Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney, that is correct. Yeah. One point, that's I think, Luke, so I, I,
0: I know what it feels like now. You've got to hurry them up there. That was All right,
1: I'll hurry them up now. A lot of Google time in there. Right, okay. Your next one, Harvey and Albert. So I am the MP for Epsom
0: and you all. Epsom. Oh, hurry them up, Luke. Hurry them up. Um, <laughs> Epsom. Where, where, where's Epsom, Albert? Is that in London? Oh, hurry them up. Okay, right. We're in a bit see. of time. Come on, they have, the amount of time they had on that Dick Cheney one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to move on to the second one now. The second one. I came out in support of Brexit in the 2016 referendum.
0: That does not narrow it down? Um,
4: it, it, it could be Gove possibly, but I don't Epsom. know if you another clue. Uh,
0: I think it's between Gove and Ian Duncan Smith, for me personally. I think. I, I think, think it's Duncan Smith. I you know. Think, I think Are you going to go for it?
4: I think we, no. I think we go for the next one. To be honest. Okay, go know. for the next one. Yeah.
0: All right.
1: Uh, and I was Transport Secretary under the May government.
0: Transport Secretary.
4: Uh, oh. Chris Grayling. Then I'm guessing. That was Grayling. Yeah, Chris
0: Grayling. That's correct, Chris. Oh, well done, Albert. Well done.
4: Good, we were both wrong okay.
1: <laughs> All right. Or to say it, Ned. First clue. I used to be the MP for Hartlepool. <laughs>
2: oh.
4: Next, Toddy. Next.
1: <laughs> I served as business secretary and Northern Ireland secretary under the Labour governments.
3: Business secretary and sorry, what was it again?
1: Northern Ireland and business under the um, uh, Blair and Brown governments.
3: Oh, I feel like this person. Oh.
4: Let's
3: hurry have- them. Right, come. We we'll have next, Okay, next.
1: number one. I was known as one of Tony Blair's inner circle.
3: Um, is it uh? Oh, what's his name? No, it's not him. No, no
1: good. Carry them up yeah, low. Low. Carry them up. All right. I'm gonna to have to rush for an answer here if you don't know. It was uh
3: it... right. We'll go for we'll just have a guess
1: at John Presto. No, it was a good shout, but it was actually Peter Mandelson. Mm. Oh yeah, Peter Mandelson. Okay, so right. Close. For you, Harvey and Albert. What's the scores it then? It's four two at the moment. oh two.
3: three-two. Four, wait,
1: four-two. Yeah, because they got yeah. the speaker on the first go.
3: Yeah. Oh, was
0: it? Oh, yeah, they yeah.
1: did. Pipe down. All was, right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Harvey and Albert. This is a bit of a harder one. I was the first MP to be re- recalled by a recall petition. Oh dear. Uh, mm, next, I,
4: I, we, we did that at politics A level, but I can't remember. That was a
1: long yeah. time ago, Albert. Yeah. Second one. I served as an MP for a constituency taken over from
0: my dad. Oh. um Oh, it could it be uh what's his name?
4: Um Oh I think it it could be it could be um Zach Goldsmith, I was thinking, Harvey. Because he had that whole thing. He about, didn't get re- no
0: he didn't get recorded, he resigned.
4: I thought bad oh yeah, no, yeah, maybe Yeah, ne- next, next. Okay,
1: and my party is the D U P.
0: Oh. Oh, right, oh no, no, um, um I don't know. Oh, uh,
4: like Ian Paisley Jr. Yeah, um, go Ian, Ian Paisley, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's correct. Ian Paisley oh, well, Junior. is correct. I was gonna go Nigel Dodds there. My one of my yeah.
4: favourite. still So
3: I just wanted to say just before we go into the next round, um, I don't know how much you listen to our podcast, but it, it's it's not frowned upon, or not frowned upon to bend the rules a bit to make it interesting going into the last round. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I'm well aware of that, Audio. I'm well aware. Don't you worry. I'm well aware.
0: Okay. Um, can, I, can I can I also clarify that as the title is on the line. Uh, and, and, and I know Luke's doing the quiz, but I do want to say that as I do get overriding powers here, um, I do get a veto. If it does damage well, mine and Albert's <laughs> chances of winning, there's, there's three right. of me, Ed and Luke, and only two of you and Albert. So if we want to bend the rules, you know, we can. If you want to bend the rules, you can bend the rules, but we'll have something to say. But um, oh, anyway, rules. Okay, okay,
1: right. Um, okay. So I was an MP and my constituency next door to mine was that of a former party leader.
3: Uh, i can think should we should go for the next
1: clue next okay last year i ran briefly for the labor party leadership
3: right last year um briefly uh oh um i don't
0: remember who ran mm. hurry them up luke this is a long time
1: right i'm going to give you the next. last clue Okay. I, inf- I infamously tweeted a photo of a white van and a St. George's flag oh, to it's the Emily owner of the house racist.
3: Emily Thornberry.
1: Yes, that is correct, Emily Thornberry. 4-3. <laughs> okay, Harvey and Albert. I was the MP for Limehouse between
0: 1922 and 1950. Uh, well, it's going to be a former Prime Minister, I'm guessing. Um, Limehouse. 1953. It could be yeah, we will go to the next one. I think it could be Churchill, but we'll go to the next one. Okay, number
1: two. I was the creator of a big national government institution.
0: Oh, the health service. Um, uh, it'll be Bevan, won't it?
4: Yeah, although I think he is Welsh, like in like uh, but, but yeah, we didn't
0: we didn't have to sit in a Welsh constituency though.
4: No, I guess.
0: Yeah. Okay, after going to I'm gonna rush. Yeah, we'll go. go, go we'll it? go next. We'll go next one. Go next yeah.
1: one. Go next one. Okay, I won a landslide election.
4: Oh, well, it must be just Clement Attlee then, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you,
0: yeah. You say Albert,
4: yeah, yeah, Clement Attlee. Yeah, that's correct. Oh, I, I was, know,
1: I was hoping you would go for Bevan and get it wrong and make it more interesting.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he was in a Welsh constituency, not.
1: Oh, yeah, he Albert. was. He was. He was. He's um,
0: a disgrace. Anyway. All right.
1: Okay, we've got two more <laughs> questions left. All right. So one for Oddie and Ed, um, and one for Harvey and Albert. I'm pretty sure. What, okay. It's five three to Harvey
3: and and, and how are we making it interesting going into the
1: <laughs> I don't know yet. We we'll have to wait and see. Get yeah, have- right first go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Um, actually, I tell you what. What's going to happen here is. Um, Actually, no, I don't. I can't think of anything interesting. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, right. How about if I get how about it right?
3: Losing, how about if you're losing going into the final round, you get double points? Or yeah. Like how you?
0: about how All about, right. All right. Let's do how that. About, uh, look, how about this? How about this? Because Odysseus and Albert have done so well in the next one. Let's make this interesting. Last round me versus Ed.
3: Okay. Me versus Ed. <laughs> head back to back head.
0: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> have faith in your teammate. I am loving no, this. I'm loving taking a seat. No, Luke, Luke Luke approved my double
3: points idea for the team. Okay, okay, I fine. like that one. That's
1: I like fine. the double points idea. Okay, right. So double points. Um, Oddy and Eddie. Is it your go now, or is it yes. Harvey? Yeah, year? yeah. Yes. Okay, right. I resigned from the Jeremy Corbyn shadow cabinet. To
0: narrow
1: it down it doesn't narrow it down at all. <laughs> don't worry, it's just I think they're both quite hard. These two.
3: Wait, Ed, should we? Do you think we should just sort of just go for it?
1: I, I think we
2: probably should.
1: Although I think that'd be quite unwise. But you know, okay, <laughs> okay.
3: it's the it's final. It's, it's the final point? because they don't they don't get double points from him. So we could still do quite well if we get the next one. So we'll, should we go for the next yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't get double really points. No, you don't. It's just for the team that's losing
1: okay right um yeah no, that, that sounds good right your second clue i'm the current mp for wigan
3: oh i'm i'm fairly sure I, right i think i know who it is ed
2: go for it go for it
3: right my guess is lisa and andy
2: that's correct
0: yeah well yeah. as we're now losing luke we get double points no, you don't. <laughs> I believe that is the rule. That is the no rule, reason. actually. Yeah. Right. Okay.
1: What needs to happen here is there's no double points for Harvey and Oddi uh, for Harvey and Albert. So as long as you get, you need to get on the second clue here. And if you don't, then it's a draw. Okay. So you need to get on the second clue. I
0: thought right, it was the, five three, wasn't it?
1: Uh,
0: no, we got four. No, it's, no it was, it's, it's, it was it's six it's six four five at the moment to you. Uh, no, so it's it's
1: currently it's currently six six seven because it was I four points. I thought we have three okay.
0: points. No, Wait, four. no I'm, it's, it's I'm, fine. It's your one point ahead, oh, yeah, we've got to get this on two, Albert, well, to win. Yeah,
1: yeah. Come on. Right. Uh, your first clue, This isn't. you're not going to get on this one, so, yeah. <laughs> I used to be a member of the Labour Party. Right, the uh,
0: yeah. Yes, next
1: your one. Your second one, to win it, I'm the current MP for Surrey Heath since 2005.
0: Ooh. Um, this rings a bell. Uh... Um, sorry, Heath. I think I know It's Gove, Albert. Yeah,
2: Can you
0: it's go it's, for it. Yeah, yeah. it's Mike, Michael Gove. It is Michael Gove. Yes, ah, well Albert, you won your first cup. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm very pleased. It was, it was a win when I had Ed on my team. I mean, All right, I, 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 mean. I, I, right. This is it, and this is it. This is the news I had, and this is the news I had that that is the final cup, but there is now the official A Week in Politics Championship. It's a title. Is it? There's no cup anymore. I've run out of names, basically. But <laughs> but next week. But it could change each week. It's not just a. It's not a series. A linear thing. Next week, Ed and Odysseus will go head to head for the title for the first what? inaugural title. You two will go head to head, and I make the rules. Then so it's going to be tough. But you just dissed Edward Beria off, and Ed, you get an opportunity to, to beat Odysseus. And let me tell you now, you've got a big chance, Ed Beria, to win this cup. <laughs> and I, can't, I can't go head to head against Ed. <laughs> Well, as you said, it's oh, like going just, wait, just I'm gonna... Let's just see. But Luke, thank you. It was a great quiz. I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was that was exciting. Yeah, riveting you. right to the end. Now. I thought, Odyssey, I can't give Odessa the satisfaction of beating Albert again. So Albert, you've won your first quiz. It's been thank a long you. time. Thirty-two episodes in the making.
4: It's been a long time coming. I'm very pleased. <laughs> you sound it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. Well done,
2: Albert. It's the first thing he's won uh, in
0: a long time. Uh, <laughs> so and on, on that bombshell. Uh, i'd like to thank albert odyssey and ed as usual and i'd like to thank luke thank you very much Luke, for coming to come on it's been a thank great
1: you uh, can i give a quick shout out of course oh, you well. can. as many as you want yeah so a very quick one um some of you may or may not know i have my own podcast that i do called better discussions it's like it's on spotify on apple podcasts and on anchor and i talk to students from across the student spectrum talking about their interesting views beliefs and interests um so yeah have check that one out um and uh yeah that, that's all my all my shout outs
2: like are. the one with your granddad that was a good one oh thank you thank you
0: yeah well it's a very good podcast i'd recommend everyone uh to listen to it um and yeah thank you very much for listening uh, we'll be back next week for another show some brand new segments coming next week it's gonna be a big one uh some new things no more room sw1 no more quiz it's gonna be fresh it's gonna be new so see you all next week Thank you.